0: Good morning and welcome
1: back to the All About Real Estate Edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Uh, Before we begin, we do want to kick things off and thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor. Now our 10th year on the air. It has been wonderful having them as our friend and partner. All right, Carol, today's subject is something you and I have been long intrigued about and excited to see some cool movement in the metro Atlanta market. It's going to be a really cool conversation.
2: Yeah. So for anyone who knows me, you know, I like to talk about cutting edge and new trends and neat things we're seeing out there. So I'm super excited that today we're gonna be able to talk about shipping containers. So I'd like to welcome Courtney and Josh Booth. They are the founders of Concrete Roots Group. And if um, one of you, and I guess you'll get to pick who, wants
3: to give a little bit of an overview of Concrete Roots and your mission, we'd love to hear more. Sure. Thanks for having us. So we're a construction company and we build both traditional stick um, frame houses, but most recently our venture um, and while we're here today is talk about our shipping container community that we're building in downtown Atlanta. And we also dabble in in custom renovation projects as well. But we have decided to venture out and to be innovative in shipping container space. It started out with an idea that Josh had about building a tiny house community. And then we kind of evolved that idea and ventured out and said, why not do shipping containers as a vehicle to bring these homes into downtown Atlanta? And what we believe sets us apart um, is our devotion to promoting home ownership, affordability, and creating opportunity through the construction of these homes. So.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's something that we have been, we as in the marketplace has been aware of now for years. I mean, I've been reading about this idea and, this, and the utilization of these shipping containers for a long, long time, but I've been actually surprised that it, it hasn't moved as quickly. Josh, talk about, is this idea time has come? I mean, is, is this the new thing? Is this something we're going to be talking about a lot and seeing a lot of advancement of quickly?
4: I mean, I, I hope so with our company, for sure. But throughout especially the areas that surroundings of Atlanta and whatnot, there's not a lot of of growth and wanting to venture out. So we're having to go to these different counties the cities where people approach us and say, hey, we build a container house, we live in this city or that county. And we're having to, you know, kind of preach and talk about the goodness of what we can do actually, the, the sustainability of these container houses as far as with wood costs and things like that of today. Where wood has gone up 25, 30, 40, 50 percent, you know. I mean, if you talk about just a sheet of plywood, the OSB it's gone up two hundred percent in the past, you know, fourteen months. So I mean, there's as far as a cost wise, there's a it's a much better sustainability and cost wise to be able to to have a house. So with us having to preach to all these different cities and counties and things like that, hopefully, you know, some of them are are like, no, no, we've been doing stick frame houses for you know since forever time, and some of them are. Are listening? We have some counties that are actually approaching us from seeing what we're doing and saying, hey, we see what you're doing. We like it. We like your style. Can you venture and, and, and co-op a project with us for the actual county to build things so we can show these people that, that live in the county? Hey, we have different we have different methods, different ways. So, yes, I think it's still, you know, maybe a, you know, a few years away from multiple counties really signing on and catching on to the situation. But it takes one and then another, and then another, and then we, you know, then it's kind of, you know, then we're there,
1: right? Yep. Yeah. And, ball's
2: rolling. and you've definitely hit on, you know, a, a couple of different topics. You know, you think about housing affordability and zoning regulations and where all of that collides. It's clear that in order to solve the housing shortage, we're going to have to do things differently. You've got to think outside the box, or maybe in this case, you got to think about the box. But, um, you know, right. building sustainable communities isn't, It's got to be a more creative solution so that people can afford them, so you can build where people want to live. So kudos to you guys for thinking differently. Let's talk a little bit before we dive any deeper. I know you also have a foundation. How is that related to Concrete Roots Group? Is it Concrete Roots Group? Talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah. So our foundation really focuses on four things, youth development, job creation, um, neighborhood restoration and sustainability. And we believe in partnering with existing community organizations because there are just so many that are doing so such amazing things that we can come in and help enhance what they're already doing. We like to do that. So for our youth development, we partner with a group called Active Youth Academy. They provide quality after school programming for K through 12, 12 grade students in Title One schools throughout Metro Atlanta area. And I facilitated an entrepreneurship class at one of the schools, and then we hope to start that back up now that students are are starting to attend school again. Um, Job creation, so we're partnering with organizations like Atlanta Center for Self-Sufficiency to create on-the-job training for people who are at imminent risk of of homelessness due to barriers of employment. And a lot of our um, the job training has um, a lot to do within the trades. So those that we hire, Josh will bring them on a job, teach them trade skills like flooring and tile work and painting and landscaping. And so our hope is that once they pick up these trade skills that they'll be able to better support themselves and their families. And then in hopes of some of our subcontractors picking them up um, full time. So that's job creation. Then sustainability is, is pretty self-explanatory. As time goes on, we're finding new innovative ways on making homes more sustainable. So we hope to announce a solar partner soon. And we are testing methods of water conservation as well. Our The home that we did in Wilson, the shipping container home we sold last year, all LED lighting. We tried out in different structural insulation packages to make sure that the home was running energy efficient. Um, and we were really happy with the results and we're looking to expand upon that in our next home.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, this whole subject is such a fascinating one in terms of, I mean, we could talk for hours just on the sustainability nature of this thing and I like to think about, I live in a high rise. <laughs> I like to think, well, you know, I that's maybe a sustainable living, but the carbon output on building this 58 story building was quite significant, you know? So I, uh, this whole idea though of, of container houses in terms of sustainability is intriguing. And there's so many other areas that it touches. We'll talk about affordable housing in, in a bit. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, you mentioned that Wilson house. I was gonna ask you, uh, do you actually have anything that people are living in now? I mean, what, what's that all about?
4: Yeah, so the uh, Wilson House, there is a, a lady that purchased it, and she lives in it yeah, full-time, loves it, loves it, uh, just loves everything about it. I mean, the, the way that we designed it was for entertaining. She's a she's a huge entertainer, so she loves having people, you know, there. If you looked at the outline up, just everything from the living room all the way to the back porch it's just a clear view of just hangout space, really. And that's what it's about, awesome. you know, kind, of bringing, kind of bringing people together, you know, instead of having a bunch of separate rooms where kids hang out, you know, away from their parents, whatever else. No, you're in the same room. We want to hang out. You kind of never know what your kids are getting into. So, you know, it's everything's right there, right?
1: <laughs> that's so. awesome. Talk about a conversation piece to hang out with.
2: Yeah. So when you decided to build Wilson House, did you have a buyer for it or did you just say no buyer when you started it? And
4: um, let's, just put the, let's put the dream out there and see if it works.
2: Yeah, talk about your know, how How big is the house? And about what does you know a, a house that size cost? And
4: so we built that house right at twenty two hundred square feet huh. all together, three bedroom, two and a half bath. And that house we sold it for three hundred forty one thousand dollars, which we thought was a, a fair price, especially you know considering the growth that's in the area and square footage. And we want to be you know obviously affordable to people. There's, right. Other houses that are just a mile or two away can be, you know, five or six hundred thousand dollars. Um, it's a great price not,
1: point that, for a three-bedroom home.
4: Yeah, it's just it's just not, you know, but it's a mile from, you know, the Beltline. That's in Atlanta. I mean, there's several things within a a five-minute, yeah. you know, or a five-mile uh, drive around. You. I mean, just lots of things. Huh. I mean, if you could stand up on the roof, you can see the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I mean, it's close. It's right downtown. Yeah, but it's still affordable. So,
2: well, how many shipping containers does it take to create a home that size?
4: Well, I mean, for that one, it's two, and we had a wood structure okay. in between it. Okay. Um, oh, okay. But the one, that, so we're venturing out and, and kind of. So it's maybe steps, right? Right. So get our hands wet a little bit, kind of figure this out. Get our hands wet a little bit more. So the one we're doing now that we're in, we're in permitting that we're building next door to that one is actually eight shipping containers, and it's wow. going twenty seven hundred square. It's going to be twenty seven hundred square feet.
1: Now, is that so, the stacks at Wilson? Because that's, I was going to ask, all right, well, one house is. is one thing. Building a community is a different matter. It sounds like you guys are on the way with that, too.
4: Yes. So, we have we have several lots that uh, we've already purchased that we're just kind of going to do one at a time uh, unless we decide to, to venture out and start doing more than one at a time. It's just, these things, you know, we're obviously a, a newer group. So, uh, we have our, our own financing. We, Courtney and I finance everything ourselves. And, wow. uh um, we don't, we don't have any uh, real outside investment. So, you know, it's as we grow, we'll speed up things, right?
1: Of course. Yeah. Well, uh,
4: hopefully, I, oh, hopefully, in the next year or two, we'll have a lot more momentum.
1: That's awesome.
2: I guess I'm just fascinated by the whole process. So, if you're using eight shipping containers, are you having to cut some of those open? How does that work?
4: Yeah. So, we cut the walls out completely. I okay. mean, just that way it's just a roof or, you know, whatever, whatever we're trying to do, whether we're doing a, you know, like a double stacked high unit that we get, like eighteen foot ceilings, or just try to blow out walls so we can have you know just a clear space to make an open concept, and we just we we'll literally just cut the squares out of them wherever we desire and reinforce it with steel and such, and put our walls uh, up.
1: Uh, part of the. Intrigue is, I think, a lot of people have this certain idea in their mind of what living in this would be like. I mean, they they have this oh, I think I'm living in a rail car, you know, and and it's it's not that at all. Talk about, like, think about the interior of this. I mean, how everyone has an, a notion of when they have build a traditional home, of dealing with the interior finishes and all that. What what's that process like with a container?
4: As far as the finishes on the inside, or
1: yeah, or actually exterior, the- exterior as uh, well. Both,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing about sugar containers is you can literally do anything. Obviously, the interior of the house that we we did with the the little white one that you know you've seen, we had super modern finishes all throughout it. We had custom cap uh, custom closets, you know, put inside of them. Obviously, all the granite, all, everything standard that you would have in a normal house, you have in this one. Only it's better. Just for the reason being of uh, you know, you have, it's it's a lot more structurally sound, you know. You uh, with obviously being built with steel, and then the uh, all the insulation that we have. Um, we want to talk about even some of the affordability, your monthly cost of running it. That house is an all-electric house, and we insulated it so well. We did we did three different uh, types of insulation on it, and with that, personally, we did not run the air conditioner in that house while we were building it until. I think it was two days before the open house. And wow. that's because like, I mean, like it was, it felt amazing. It, the house still in the in the heat of August weather, all we did was open up doors and it was, you know, no issue, no problem. It wasn't, it wasn't hot at all. I think it was like 70, 73 degrees or something like that inside the house. Wow. So we were-
2: Why is that? Because I think our listeners are probably thinking that a giant metal box is going to be really cold in the winter and hot in the summer, but it sounds like it's right. not. Why not?
4: It's not. It's the insulation that we do. It's the way we insulate them. And it's not crazy. The, I mean, you'd think, all right, well, if it's, if we're having to do all that, it, it must cost a lot. It doesn't. It's just doing things the right way. So, Funny and that, how that and works. Her bill on an entire electric house, I, I believe she said, even over the wintertime, was $150 on a full electric house.
2: That's which, phenomenal. You know, That's 2000 a
4: 2000 square <laughs> foot house. Is, it's a great price. So no. it speaks volumes over how we insulated it. To make sure that it
1: is good. It probably would be the case that if someone went and visited this house and did not know how it was constructed, they might not even realize it's a shipping container. I mean, that's probably how you guys are able to design and customize these things that that you might not even realize that it's a container. So, I mean, that's that's wicked cool. Well, gosh, we could talk for hours about the benefits of building, constructing homes like this. I have to think there's an amazing opportunity long term in terms of thinking about shipping containers in terms of the you know affordable housing crisis that we've got. What are your comments there? and I imagine your foundation's looking and thinking along those lines as well.
3: It's a balance. It's a balancing act right? we We get people that reach out to us all the time um via our website and say, You know I'm really interested in shipping container houses and the affordability of them, and then when we ask them their design, they send us pictures of shipping containers cantilevered off of one another and all the high end, you know, big floor to ceiling windows. And what we like to tell people is it's affordable for someone who would like to live a somewhat modest life, you know, one, two shipping containers, and then basic upgraded finishes, right? Your shaker cabinets, you know, granite, that sort of thing. But once you start talking about cutting floor to ceiling windows, that's when affordability is kind of out the window. So it's about managing expectations. Josh and I think that we can build a shipping container house that is with now, as Josh mentioned, wood prices skyrocketing. We could build a shipping container house for relatively the same price, if not less expensive than a traditional wood structured house. However, you have to keep in mind the design and what goes into it. And so when we talk about affordability, we're always looking for how to cut, cut our costs to make things cheaper. Obviously, building in downtown Atlanta land is, you know, jacks up the price a lot, as well as going through permitting and everything like that. but we're constantly looking for cost cuts to continue to make our houses more affordable for our home buyers new american funding is committed
2: to delivering home loans on time while providing five-star service
3: their 14 business day close guarantee and fully underwritten pre-approval gives you an unbeatable one-two punch impossible for sellers to ignore for more information on new american funding call 678-898-3540 that's 678-898 Three five four zero.
2: I was going to ask a little bit about the permitting process. Was that hard to get? I'm assuming that you're in City of Atlanta or you're in Fulton. You know, was it hard
3: to get permits and did you have to jump through a lot of hoops? I'll let Josh speak um, primarily on this, but I will say that we actually helped the city of Atlanta craft the coding to be able to use shipping containers as in the residential space. And as he mentioned earlier, we have had counties reach out to us and say we, we would like help crafting That's um, awesome. our coding. so That's pretty cool
4: with the city of Atlanta. There were no codes for shipping container houses. I worked with the city of Atlanta for about a year and a half. We all kind of came together and. You know, pulled some things from here to there, here to there, here to there, from the different codes that there are established around the United States. As far as building these things, That kind of came up with a, a good set of codes and guidelines to build these under. So as soon as that happened, we we got it approved as far as all the codes and such. We went ahead and submitted our uh, house and we already had it ready to go. So we had the first um, uh, fully permitted shipping container house in the city of Atlanta.
1: Well, one of the ways to uh, impact the market is to be first. And to help draft these codes, uh, that, that's intriguing. And that's going to give you some advantage, I think, in terms of really truly understanding how this market sure. is going to be evolving and, and will afford some opportunities to move quicker and be more innovative uh, now that you kind of know that landscape. That's going to be pretty intriguing to watch. Hey, we're wrapping up here. Uh, I guess I'll ask each of you to comment on this final question. As we have this conversation, it's, it's mid mid-year 2021, where do you think we're going to be next summer? I mean, how how far advanced in our thinking and understanding and where will we be in embracing the concept of, of container homes? Uh, Courtney, I'll ask you to kind of lead off with, with your thoughts and where we're going in a year's time.
3: I think from the feedback that we've received via the open house from the last shipping container and then people reaching out to us via our website and social media channels, I think the people want it. Right. The demand is definitely there. We get requests all the time, whether people have land reaching out and want us to help build or just expressing the excitement that they have that the trend is is hitting the city, right? Urban development. When you hear about shipping containers, it's always rural, right? They're in the mountains or, and so people are excited that it's coming. And I think they're going to continue to ask and request and push cities for innovative ways of living with affordability. Kind of at the forefront, we just saw the Atlanta Beltline purchase over 30 acres of land in dedicating to affordable housing. And so I think when we talk about affordable ways of living, I think the shipping container is an idea or a concept that we just can't continue to ignore. And so we're excited about that. Like I said, with Josh and I, in terms of concrete roots, we're really excited about the growth. And all of the things that we're looking to do, like I said, we're looking to bring on a solar partner. And so the more that we can leverage innovative ideas and incorporate that into the shipping container house, I think it'll be just that much more attractive to the home buyer. We're cutting costs on electricity. We're cutting costs on you know using water conservation methods. And it's just going to be able to be packaged in a way that I think the people want Nowadays, no yeah, one I think the I market's, no one, the market's
1: but, finally ready for this message, uh, which is really, yeah. really exciting. Josh, any additional comment on where you see this going the next year?
4: I think just exposure, you know, to it the same way. I mean, I just think it's, it's, it's the more exposure, the better for everybody you know, that, that wants to get into this market itself. I can't speak a, enough of, of the amount of um, love that there's been for this project that we've done and what we're doing. Um, there's just the outflow of just support is is huge. So I imagine the more people, the same way we're doing this with you, the more people that understand it and, and kind of see it from a, a firsthand perspective, whether they come see a house, you know, at our open house or, you know, whatever else as we get these done, it's just people are just going to fall in love with this, see what, see what they can actually do. And they, I think a lot of people are going to fall into a category of being able to think outside the box. Literally.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Literally. So, yeah. Stigma yep. isn't the right word, but there's probably a stigma that people are thinking, well, this is not normal living. But I think they're quickly going to learn that this is there's a lot of uh, really intriguing opportunity with, with this style of construction. Very, very exciting. All right. Well, Josh, we're going to let you go so you can concentrate on the road. Uh, Courtney, I want to close with you. Uh, for those that are listening who want to learn more and get more information about this and, and have a place to go to get some questions answered, where do they go?
3: So our website is concreteroots.com and then we also are on all the major, we're on Facebook and Instagram as Concrete Roots and we update, um, have all of our updates on all new developments that we post on, um, all of the website and both social media outlets.
1: Outstanding. Well, let's, um... Uh, let's be sure we have you guys back on the show in a year's time. And we'd love to kind of see how this thing's evolving and, and how it continues to penetrate the marketplace and in, in our thinking. So uh, good luck. It's going to be fun to watch and see how this, uh, this evolves. All right, Courtney and Josh Booth, the founders of Concrete Roots Group. Guys, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you making time and good luck with this. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having
1: us. Our pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps this week's all about real estate edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then.
0: Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app.